you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbounce.com. Sign up for the nation news at rondonradio.com. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 500! That's crazy. That's 500 episodes! Why am I screaming? I was like, hey, I miss you guys on the radio. We've done 500 shows! Right. <laughs> we could go back and start from show one. Hey, 1,600,000 spins at the Ron and Don show. You guys, thank you. Just thank you for that. Thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring this show. Thanks to Mitch of Mitch Not Loans. Thanks to Ron and Don and Ron and Don Real Estate, your regional realtors here in Washington State. With the largest social media following of anyone, they're not afraid to use it. And you get a twofer. You get two for one. You get two realtors for the price of one, right? So why wouldn't you sit down with us? RonandonSitdown.com right now. And thanks, you guys, for letting us be your friends, your broadcasters, and your realtors. That means a lot to us. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, let's do this thing. Uh, We're going to share a couple things that you could do to add 10 years to your life. Some new research says do this, not that. Also, I got to take a moment and congratulate the former president because he just won... A major golf tournament. You're not going to believe the major golf tournament he won, and you're not going to believe the way he won it. <laughs> maybe you will. Or maybe you will. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. This is a big concern of mine. I was talking to my friend the other day, uh, who I read out Katrina with a number of years ago. He lives down in New Orleans. He calls every once in a while. His name's Mike. He's an attorney. And his wife's a U.S. attorney as well. And we will call and we'll talk about all things New Orleans, all things that are happening up here. He's going to plan a trip to come see me. If the Seahawks are playing the Saints, we try to get together, uh, share some barbecue. Uh, yeah, share some barbecue recipes, the whole thing. Anyway, he was telling me, and I, I find this very interesting, that there are schools down in New Orleans and throughout the Gulf South right now that don't have teachers, that do not have teachers in the classroom. And that when kids go into the classroom, they are on computers, they are watching pre-recorded teaching plans in these classrooms, and then it's up to them to kind of sit around and teach one another, right? That's incredible, right? And, and, And then you talk to any teacher, and if you're a parent, you know what teachers were facing when your child was at home. And you watch that teacher with my son, there's 29 kids in his class, elementary school kids. And you watch this teacher just to try to keep 29 kids online together. Impossible. It just impossible. It doesn't matter if you're Zoom, Microsoft, whatever room you're in. They're falling off all the time. And they can't get the technology figured out. And the technology that Seattle Public Schools has is pretty horrific. These think pads are, I, I think they, last time they thought about these was the bicentennial. And it's probably better than most school districts. Probably. But, but, but here's the thing. Even in these school districts now in Seattle, where you have all this tech money, you have one of the fastest, richest growing cities in the world, or the 12th largest. Even here now, even in my son's own school, they set aside some money for some special educators. Having a very hard time finding teachers because of their COVID experience, the way that they were treated sometimes by parents, 
uh, teachers that I talked to were treated awfully, awfully by parents. There are parents at home that didn't know what to do with their kids, didn't know how to parent their kids. They use the school system sometimes to parent their kids, to offload their kids. And now it was up to these parents to jump in, to help, to tutor, to do all those things. And uh, tutoring my son, it was very, I got very flustered sometimes. Sometimes you, you feel angry or you feel doubt or you feel alone or you feel like you don't know the new math. So you have to go teach yourself. So it created a lot of pressure. A lot of teachers left because of COVID. And what we're finding is a lot of those teachers haven't come back. They're not coming back. They have found different jobs with less pressure where sometimes they make more money. And Ron, what are we going to do about this national conversation that needs to happen about really the losses of our teachers? Uh, and I think some of this was even happening before COVID, to be honest. This was a really interesting post because the story you sent me, it's a, it's a woman that was a teacher, I believe, for six or seven years. Uh, and she has a TikTok channel. And so she got a job at Costco. And the video that's been, it's been watched millions of times. And I know people sometimes roll their eyes like, oh, you're just talking about a TikTok video. If you get 4 million views on TikTok, like NBC Nightly News wishes they had 4 million watchers uh, on a story that they have. So she had 4 million, over 4 million views on this. And she's basically coming out of a Costco and she sits down in her car and she's like, I am so glad I'm not a teacher anymore. And let me tell you why. Mm. And she goes through and she just talks about what it was like being a teacher and how great it was. She's like, my Costco manager just, just gave me a free backpack. And she's like, look how cute this backpack is. She's like, I have cookies because they were left over from the bakery. And so she's just talking about my, my day is done now. I don't have to grade any papers. I don't feel any pressure. And the one thing that she said that resonated with me, and I think it happens more outside of Seattle than it does in Seattle, is she was like, we were getting gaslit week in and week out by the content police. There are organized political groups that want to micromanage content. And we've seen this even in, in Florida. All the books now have to be supervised before an individual teacher could stock their bookshelf. If you have an unauthorized book on there, you get fired. And this is a Ron DeSantis move where he, he said, okay, all the books, we don't want critical race theory. We don't want all these hot button issues, quote unquote, in air quotes. So every book needs to be approved now. Yeah, And so and your individual teacher's like, are you kidding me? Like you have to come and see whether or not I have Huck Finn on the shelf or maybe, you know, different types of books. And so this teacher in the video talks about Sam. I am. I am Sam. You have to get it approved. Yeah. And so in the state of Florida, that was my so reader in sixth grade. This teacher is <laughs> ex teacher <laughs> is talking about, I don't get gas lit at, at, uh, at Costco. Right. Like I work in the membership department. If someone comes in and they're dissatisfied, I give them a refund. They, maybe they yell at me for a couple of minutes and she's like, that's it. And I give them a, a free, I give them some free toilet paper, yeah. 144 rolls or, Here, you know, a dollar 50 hot dog. Yeah. And, and it, I, it got me to thinking of like, what would it be like to have these teachers just shout you down Let's take critical race theory. The teachers shout you down. I or, mean, the, the community. Yeah. The community shouting you down over critical race theory where you're like, I'm a math teacher. I'm a social study teacher. I'm not teaching critical race theory. You don't even know what critical race theory is. You just got fired up and now you're attending this meeting. And so everybody's screaming at each other where it's like, 
Do you even know what happens in this school? So I, I think that there is an environment where we're going to start losing more teachers. So you, th- so you, th- you think, and you think about the sons and daughters of the Confederacy after the South lost the Civil War. What they made sure they did is they embedded themselves in police departments. Uh, they embedded themselves as city officials, school boards, and they embedded themselves on school boards. And this is what they used to do. Uh, and I remember some of the history books that I read in Illinois. It, it, this was from my history book. And these were history books that the sons and daughters of Confederacy who sat on these boards had their hand, fingerprints all over. I remember specifically learning that slaves during the time of the Civil War actually uh, enjoyed working on the plantations. They had fun. And that if they were to be sent out in the world alone, that they didn't have the education, that they weren't smart enough, and that they couldn't contribute to their own happiness and security. And so to work on these plantations uh, was actually a good thing. That was in a history book that I read in the early 70s, mid-70s, and in, in, in my elementary school in Illinois. And so what we have seen now in our culture is a lot of the history that we've been taught, right? The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, here come the pilgrims. Weren't they great to the Indians when they gave them gonorrhea? And then they sat down and ate a cornucopia of food. We know that's bull, right? A lot of that. The way that we were all painted, the white man with white privilege. And I know some people hate that word. Uh, it, 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 we, we've been inundated with bad information. And so now you see, especially in our culture, black, brown, even white people pushing back and saying, let's change our history books. Let's make sure that history, and that's what the Black History Month is all about. It, it, it's trying to get people to understand that what we've been taught in history, some of it's wrong. And some of the things that happen in, in history, like you think about the Tulsa massacre, right? Where all those black people were murdered and buried and it's never been talked about. But now they find these bodies and these bones and it's something, well, we need to talk about. It's really going back now and trying to correct the record. So politicians are now jumping in because they know that's a hot uh, button topic. And they basically are becoming the modern day sons and daughters of the Confederacy. Yes, I don't blame this teacher for bailing out. She did seem much happier. Uh, I think if we're going to really not, uh, I think we've already fallen behind in world education. Um, I read an article recently said where the United States still leads in innovation, but a lot of the talent that is doing that innovation has been shipped in from overseas. Um, when you go to China or you travel to India um, and you see the uh, the competitive education that they have and the population numbers that they have, uh, we really need to, as a society, figure out how do we change this? How do we incentivize people to want to be teachers? Yeah. How do we compensate them uh, so that they will be teachers? Maybe even this, you know, Seth Godin talks about, you know, this school system that we have in the United States where 29, you know, kids that are eight years old sit in a room and they have to memorize a bunch of tables and stuff. That was really formulated to create factory workers. Like the, when that system was invented, what the United States needed was factory workers. So it was pre-factory uh, orientation. We're going to teach you how to take orders, do do something to spec, follow an assignment, 
do it on our timeline and you're going to show up at eight in the morning and you're going to work until the afternoon. That was training to be a factory worker. And we no longer are a factory worker society. So the the prospect, maybe we need to rethink how we do these things and, and kids today, do we need them to sit in a room with 30 other Sucks, kids? Man. There's no, like my son, there's no gym classes. Uh, they just cut out a big portion of the band, right? So it has to be self-funded by parents now. And this is in a, this is in a very wealthy community. Uh, there's, there's no, there are no coaches to coach any of the teams. Uh, a lot of the teachers, after they get done teaching all day and dealing with parents, they used to be the coaches. They don't want to be the coaches anymore. So then they're they're asking parents to be coaches, and there's no shop. There's no there's there's no shop classes. So we we have this shortage in America, not only of teachers, but of skilled workers, right? And I think we have to look at teachers differently. I think of some men and women. Some of my best teachers ever when I was in college were were. I, I've talked about my friend Cindy before, who was a vice president of Pepsi Cola, and she was the vice president of marketing. I learned more from her in a night class, in a four-hour night class, uh, than I ever learned from probably any other professor about marketing. So there's lots of people that, as they grow older, have such wisdom, and we send them off to pasture. And what we should do is make a ramp for them to get into the classrooms, to get with our kids to show them and teach them about marketing or tech or carpentry or cooking or whatever that is. Uh, and especially when it comes to money and finances too, as well, you guys, that's what we need. We all need to think about uh, becoming teachers and in our society. Uh, Cause there's a lot of you out there that as you've grown older, you have a lot of wisdom and you have a little more time and you'd be sensational in a classroom. You just would. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys, money, 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 money. Let's talk about money and let's talk about real estate agents, big brokerages, small brokerages, and commissions. Money, money, money. Guess who doesn't want to talk about it? Yeah. Sometimes your real estate agent that took all your money is in a Cancun right now. <laughs> or a real estate agent that I know that just made $60,000 and he went out and bought a play. Ron, it is pretty incredible that brokerages, real estate agents, they don't want to talk about commissions. And guess what? We do. Because when it comes to commissions, everybody should make sure, whether you use us or somebody else, that you negotiate that commission. That right there is non-negotiable. It is non-negotiable. And there have just been some huge changes in how this all works in Washington State. Uh, the lawyers all got together. They have rewritten all of the rules around this, all of the forms, all of the disclosures. And it is radically different than even six months ago on how we disclose who gets paid, how you get informed about who and what and how everybody gets paid. Don and I would like to do that journey with you, let you know with full transparency so you can trust exactly what is happening in your real estate. Yeah, we're journey. always going to talk about the commission. And I will also say this. Sometimes you guys are paying too much. Sometimes you're not paying enough, right? If you want me to do all the work to your house, you're going to have to pay me. Do you want to do all the work and we're just selling your house? Yeah, let's pay you, all right? Find out more at ronanddonsitdown.com. Let's talk commissions at ronanddonsitdown.com. And make sure, even if you're using another agent, one of the first things you should be talking about is the things that people don't want to talk about, and that's your money, 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 money. And now, back to the Ron and Don Show.
All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don show. It seems like this article always comes out when I read like men's health or I'm online. I read a lot of uh, health stuff. I've been reading a lot about intermittent fasting, uh, reading a lot about the blue zones. Well, you are a free- former uh, fit- fitness instructor of the year. Heck yeah, I am. Uh, 2008, 2009. Well, you know what I did is, is I decided that one time a week that I wanted to give my gift of fitness away. So one time a week, I will invite a friend, and I actually invite my mom to do this. But one time a week this year, I invite one of my friends or someone that I know or met that is struggling with fitness. I come, I buy a day pass for them at my gym, which I think is like $16, $17. They have to show up at 6 in the morning, and they have to just do exactly what they're told. And it's fun to go in and have somebody coach you and tell you what to do. When I was younger, I used to push back when people told me what to do. But as I've gotten older, I really like to be coached by people that are excellent at something. So anyway, what I really try to do is give people the gift of fitness. And here's what I tell them when they come to the gym. I say, if you want to live older, and some of the, some of the stuff is in these articles, is, is we're working out. Uh, we make sure that we work out at such a pace. You, 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 there would be no way that you could read the paper or, re, or, or get on your phone during one of my workouts because it's usually an hour and five to an hour and seven minutes. We are constantly moving. We're getting our heart rate up, right? You have to get your heart rate up for 10 minutes at least one time a day is what they're saying. And if you did it twice, that would be really great. Most of us, that never happens. So you go for a walk. Can you walk a little faster? Can you include some stairs when you're going for a walk and be more intense? Because just by going up those stairs, that's going to take your heart rate into a zone that I call kind of call the cleansing zone. And it really cleans out the arteries and all that plaque that's building up in your system. So make sure you don't have to go to a gym and lift big weights. I just do that because I think it's fun, right? But it really is a good place to invite someone to ignite them and say, hey, and then, and then around that, is there something that would be social for you that would involve fitness. So you see a lot of people around here get involved in climbing. They get involved in walking. I see my friend Josh Kearns right now just got really involved in pickleball. Pickleball, you guys, is really awesome because you don't have to be great. The equipment is not expensive. There are pickleball games. In fact, that game start, was it in Bremerton that pickleball started? It was, yeah, I think so. It was somewhere around yeah. here. Yeah. And, and, and so incorporating your fitness into something fun because they say if you want to live 10 years longer, it's all about the relationship. So let me ask you this as someone that knows more about fitness than I do. All of these articles that are adding 10 years and adding seven years and adding nine years. If we did all that stuff, we're going to be a thousand years old. <laughs> so like, like yeah. when, what, what years are they adding? Are yeah. they adding from 81 to 89? You know what? Like think- what, how do we, how should we think about this? Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, there's too many longevity stories. Well, you know what? But we think of our friend Dory Monson. He, he has a heart attack, a cardiac event at 61, right? You think about Dory's life and his lifestyle. He was a basketball player his whole life. We went and played basketball with him, and he was a, ho- a host at Cairo, just passed away. He, we, we watched him play one-on-one with the governor. Both of those guys are in great shape. Then something happened when he quit coaching his daughters. He had some knee issues. He stopped moving, right? He was still staying up all night working on his show. When you do a radio show, you sit. When you prepare for the radio show, you sit and you're on the phone and you sit and you go do presentations and you sit and you get in your car and you drive the station, you sit. Something that I used to do and it's actually in our studio right now and people used to make fun of me. I had... Uh, I had a, a big exercise ball. I had a jump rope. 
I had 45-pound dumbbells and 35-pound dumbbells. And then I had a yoga mat that I would keep in the studio with me at Kyra. I still have some of that gear because our studio is actually at my house on Queen Anne. And and what I would do on a commercial break is I would get up and just do 10 push-ups. I would just do something to keep moving to break up the monotony. And that's one of the other things. If, if, you, if you have a sedentary job, you have to find a way every 30 minutes to just get up and do something to move. Here's the other thing, right? We hear about steps. Someone threw out, yeah, you should walk 10,000 steps the other day. It, there was no scientific back. Now there is. And the science says you should walk about 10 to 12,000 steps every day. I'm watching my friend Leo, the mailman, go by. You know, he uh, steps much more than that. What I try to do is get half my steps in in the morning, right? And that is really something that you can do when you get up. I intentionally will make sure that I walk down my stairs and I turn on the coffee pot. And then I walk back up the stairs and maybe I shake. Then I'll walk back down the stairs and I'll grab my cup of coffee. Then I'll walk back up. Sometimes just by doing that in my morning routine, uh, and I'm looking at my steps right now, it's uh, it's one o'clock. I've already completed all my steps for the day, but about 4,000 of those steps I completed just by intentionally walking around my house when I get up in the morning. So yeah, walking, so important, so good for you, and to make sure you walk with vigor. And here's the thing, you're going to get injured. You're going to feel inflammation. Your knee is going to hurt. And I love what, what our friend Michael told my friend Ron when they were on a recent vacation together, and he looked at you and he said, we're going on a six-mile hike, and you're like, but my knee hurts. And what did he say to you? He said, I have an extra knee brace. Yeah, you got now, it. I, now I bought one of yeah, those. you got to find a way, right? So when my knee starts there, you throw a brace. There are ways to continue to move and exercise, even if you're in a wheelchair. There are ways to do that. I guess the thing for me on these, on these studies, stay curious about them, and the ones that resonate with you, do them. This is what I, I'm reading the new uh, Rick Rubin book. And the thing that I love about him, I love a lot of things about Rick, but one of the things that he talks about all the time is the Reuben sandwich. Is you the Reuben sandwich. Know that Rick Rubin did not invent the Reuben sandwich, but he loves a good Reuben sandwich. So he I talks lo- about um, everything doesn't work for everybody, but just keep trying stuff. So he, I just heard a story with him recently about. Uh, he did this thing with Paul McCartney. He's like, listen, I idolized Paul McCartney growing up. And when we got a chance to be in a room together and I could sort of control the soundboard and he heard Beatles songs that he probably hadn't heard them that way in 50 years. That's cool. Yeah. He's like, we were both open to it. Ah, and so yeah. we, we were open to it being new mm. because it was new. That was good. And, and it just, we had to stay open to it. And yeah. so as you think about, when I think about health, when I think about longevity, like I, I did day, what is today, 25th? I did day 25 today of my 30-day yoga Which challenge. Which is weird because it's the 26th. I haven't. You're a day off. I haven't missed a day. You missed a day. No, I haven't missed a day. You're on day 25 and today's the 26th. You have missed a day. No, we job. started on the 2nd. <laughs> so you lied. So it's a 30, there's 31 days in January. Okay. So we're only doing a 30-day yoga challenge. You haven't missed a day. Haven't missed a day. I did notice when I went over to your house the other day, you have a reader board and I love what your reader board said. What does your reader board say? It just says, uh, you know. I'm the I'd type put, of person. Oh, I'm the type of person that doesn't skip workouts. Yeah, and you told me that you had put this up on a reader board and I went over to your house. I'm like, sure as shiznit. He has a reader board up that says I am not the type. It's like, 
It's like the NASDAQ that flashes on Wall Street, but you have a reader board that tells you that. Yeah. It's great. And so like earlier this week, I wasn't feeling very well. I did not skip the workout. I made a vote to not skip my workout. Yeah. And and you the, found a way. The more that I do that and you modify. Then yeah. uh the more I'm gonna be the type of person that doesn't skip workouts. Uh, and so eventually that will be part of my identity. Yeah. Then I won't need the reader board to remind me uh, every couple of minutes that that's the type of person I'm, I am. Uh, but so anyway, I, I just think it's interesting. We always see these articles ten, add 10 years of your life with this, that, or the other, but find the ones that resonate with you. Be open to it. Like Paul McCartney was to hear the same thing you've heard in a different way and say, I'm the type of person that wants to, live an extra 10 years. Yeah. What would that type of person do? Yeah. Walk with vigor, find a social exercise or an event or a sport that you could do address your relationship with food, study intermittent fasting a little bit. Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not really watch daily consumption of alcohol. Not great for you. It's toxic. Not great. Little bit. Okay. Not great. And then really pay attention to your social circles, your friends, giving back, right? It can add not just seven to 10 years, but seven to 10 great years. And I'll leave a segment like this. I think of Ron's mom and my mom, always mobile their whole lives. And here they are in their 80s now. And my, I took my mom to the gym the other day. And, and she lifts heavier weights than some of my friends that are in their, their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Because she's always been mobile. So she has the gift of mobility. So important, you guys, as we get older. Because uh, I'm telling you what. As soon as someone hands me a walker with some tennis balls on it, I'm going for a walk with that walker. And you may never see me again. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, Mitch Weeks joins us here from Mitch.Loans, the sponsor of the show. Mitch, we just did a deal for a client, and you've talked about in other spots, a 3-2-1 buy-down. He didn't do that, but he still got a lower rate than the published rate. How did that work? Yeah, you can do something called paying points, where you actually pay a certain percentage of your loan, usually less than a percent of your loan. It's not that big a number, but he got the sellers to pay it, and that was great negotiating by both of you. And so the sellers gave him a chunk of money up front that bought down his rate. Market rates now in about the 7% range, and they used you know $15,000 to buy down their rate to a 6%. So for the whole life of this 30-year loan, he gets to pay his loan as if rates were a 6% when he bought even though they were a seven if it drops down lower than that he can refinance he absolutely can he can get out of that loan at any time there's no prepayment penalty on any of our loans you can refi pay it all off if you win the lotto or just start paying more and there's an advantage to doing that and we can talk about that with you too all right so we have a bunch of different strategies to finance a purchase right now Uh, you can check out mitch's website at mitch.loans that's mitch.loans all right guys welcome back don't forget that life-changing event Coming up February 16th. Ron will be there. I'll be there. It'll be a couple hours. We'll get you fed. I'm seeing some of the people that are going to be there. It's going to be a really fun group of people from the Ron and Don Nation. If you've never bought a house, well, I'm see it. If you have a son or a daughter, let's say you're older and uh, you have a family member, send them. Get them signed up. Ronanddon.com slash change. And, and here's the thing. Just by taking action, like maybe you've already bought a house and you're thinking, well, I want to buy an investment property. How can I snowball? Because we'll be talking about that. The snowball investment, and that's something that I've done. Ron has done. We've been very successful with that. We'll, we'll share you how with how we snowball. And again, we have nothing to sell. We're not selling books. 
We're not asking to be your co- We're not doing any of that. So we just want to come and share the knowledge of how real estate has changed our life. Ronanddon.com slash change. We would love to see you there. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's so important to take action in 2023. We're free again, right? We're free. We're moving. Let's take some action and take some action on your, your behalf. Just the act of showing up, just the act of showing up it could, could, could be life-changing. And I really believe that there's going to be some people here that apply some of the things that we teach you in principles. And Ron's a really great teacher. He's going to be teaching some of this stuff. And, and I will as well. Uh, this will change your life forever. And it will help build generational wealth. So every day you wake up, you don't have a gun to your head. You have to go do this job that you never wanted to do. Uh, or later on in life, medical issues with you or a partner and you can't afford it. I, I just got done paying a healthcare bill. Uh, I pay $1,290 a month right now for healthcare. And then it covers nothing. It covers absolutely nothing uh, for myself and my son. $1,290. That is it. It keeps going up. And it keeps not covering anything. So I still have to pay out of pocket for just about everything. Anyway, ronanddon.com slash change. ronanddon.com slash change. We'll see you February 16th. And I think there's maybe five, six slots still available. Before we get out of here, can I speak some uh, French? Sure. Maybe this is Spanish. I'm not sure. I would like to do a mia culpa. Okay. Is that French or is that? I think that's Latin. Okay. Mea culpa. I I, I would like to speak in Latin. I'd like to do a mia culpa. Uh, I have been very hard on the former president about a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm fair, but, but but I've been hard. I just want to take a moment, tap the brakes. Uh, I read something that came out, I believe, on Truth Social the other day. And when I see the word truth, I know it's the truth. That I, I just know it is. When I see Truth Social, right, I know why that, wouldn't it be? I know this is a social channel. I'm about to get the truth. I want to congratulate him for congratulating himself. On True Social, uh, he just won a very big golf tournament. I forget the name of the golf tournament. It was very big, big very, very big. Uh, one of the biggest golf tournaments ever. Very special. Was it the Masters? Uh, it's very, very special. Very special. It's, it's US the biggest. Open? So I, I don't, it's, it's the biggest golf, golf tournament ever. He was a part of it. Not only was he a part of it, you guys, but as he self-reported, and I didn't get this from NBC Sports, or I didn't get this from Dan Patrick, or one of the, I got this from the former president himself, congratulating himself for winning his own golf tournament at his own golf course. And Ron, I have to say, I couldn't be happier for him. I saw the trophy that he gave himself. It's one of the biggest, best, uh, greatest trophies I've ever seen in the history of trophies. It's a very, very special trophy that he gave himself. Uh, and it was actually taller than he was. And then he also, uh, they threw in a free tanning bed with, 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 the, with, the, with the trophy and a free lifetime supply uh, of orange paint to paint your hair and your body. Oh, no. uh, so I just, I, I didn't realize... Well, he has a lot of club championships. This one, I was- did not realize what a great golfer he is, and 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 I just congratulate him on. It. I do, I don't, I don't want this to always be political and bashing on the former president. Congratulations to the Donald is what I like to call him, being a Donald myself. But I'm just over here being a Don because I have not, I've never won the biggest, uh, very very big golf tournament. I've I've never won a golf tournament this big. Congratulations to this the Don. one was interesting because he had a funeral to attend for Diamond and Silk, yep. uh, two uh, supporters of his, 
And so what he said that he did is he went out early before the tournament started. Days before. And played around. This is days before. And that that was going to count as his first round when he had to go to the funeral. So he started the tournament. Everyone showed up on day two of the tournament, and he already had a five-shot lead. (laughs) So he ended up winning the tournament. (laughs) And he he admits it. Oh, yeah. He goes, that was a really good round, and I just decided, you know, I'm I'm just going to hang on to it. (laughs) So he won the the club championship. Uh, Some of his other courses, he's won club championships before where another player won. Yeah the actual tournament and then Donald played him for an all winner take all round. And then he won that round (laughs) and the other person may or may not have thrown some shots. And then he declared himself. Yeah. Well, if I just beat the club champion, then clearly I'm the club champion. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny when I go golfing with guys, they they first tell you, Hey, we're not going to cheat. When they see how slow I am, because I just sit there and I shank and I shank. And I, I remember you and I were down doing a Raiders golf tournament, Tim Brown's golf tournament in, uh, in California. And, and, and by the, uh, my scramble, by the time we probably get to the third or fourth hole, people are begging me to cheat just to keep it moving because I shanked the ball so much. I kept shanking it off in the, in the grapes. And I started the day with a white shirt. I don't know if you remember. And I would come out from the grapes and it eventually turned into kind of a purple grape, grapely shirt. I do remember that when you actually connect with a driver, that a ball goes a long way. Yeah. Just, it's maybe one out of every 15 times. Uh, not that much. One out of 30. <laughs> but when it did connect, yeah. that ball had a lot of velocity. And I'm not afraid to use an orange ball. Or a green ball or yeah. a neon ball. It could be a driving range ball. Yeah, and as soon as people are like, balls. okay, he's really horrible and he's going to really slow the game down, hey, Don, just go ahead and cheat. Anyway. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode. 500 of- episodes. 500 episodes. Thanks for being a part of that. We really do appreciate that. And again, if people want to help us, how can they do that? Yeah, you can uh, like and subscribe. And then also, we would love it if, if you connect with something about this show, whatever episode it is, share it with a friend. Uh, on your podcast player, hit that share button, a text it to somebody and, and tell them why you liked it. Yeah. February 16th, 2023. Uh, if you're hearing this podcast, which some of you are after that event, it was a hell of an event. Wasn't oh, it was great. Yeah. Too bad. You weren't there too bad. So sad. Anyway, <laughs> my son said that to me the other day. I said, what did you say to me? Oh, too dad, too bad. So sad. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, life changing event coming up. We'll see you there. Ronadon.com slash change. There's six seats still available. We'd love to have you in one of those seats. And you don't need to know anything about real estate, whether you're a first time home buyer or you're interested in being an investor. We'd love to see you. Ronadon.com right now slash change. It'll tell you about the event, when we're going to be there. We'll send you an email, directions, all that stuff. It's going to be a really fun night, you guys. It's going to be fun. I know that because Ron and I are going to be there. And we are fun okay head up shoulders back ron and dunn sit down if you want to sit down with us if you're buying selling or investing it's a virtual 30 minute meeting let's find out if we're going to be good teammates ron and dunn sit down.com get signed up for the newsletter ron and don.com our thanks to les schwab for sponsoring today's show also mitch not loans and ron and don real estate love those guys when you're ready to sit down sit down with ron and don at ron and don sit down sit down Com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 501. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.